Hello and welcome to Gin Off, a podcast dedicated to television spinoffs and getting drunk on gin cocktails. I'll be your host, uh, Nicholas. What do you mean? What do you mean it's not working? I was in the middle. I was in the middle of my thing. Now it's working. Now we're, I wait. Let's just first see if it's going to exceed the five. Okay. 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 Okay, it's working. Go ahead. Hello and welcome to Gin Off. Where was I? Let's see. Hello and welcome to Gin Off, a podcast dedicated to television spinoffs getting drunk on gin cocktails. I'll be your host, Nicholas Margellos. Each week, I will dive into the television canon of two or more television shows. I'll then watch a few episodes from each of these shows, and I'll dissect them. I'll discover what brings these shows together, how do they connect, and what even makes a show a spinoff. Mm. I'll be doing all this while drinking gin. Like, mm. uh, today I'm drinking gin uh, with some uh, Owl Brew mm. cocktail mixer. So it's like a tea watermelon uh, hybrid thing. It's got some antioxidants or something in there and, and some gin. It's two parts of that and one part gin. And um, it's enjoyable. It's a little, little sweet, uh, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, today with me is one of my dearest friends uh, all the way from Chicago, um, Mr. Mr. Dalen. How are you today? Salutations, Nick. I'm doing quite well. Yeah, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying a nice little gin cocktail. I actually used to work sort of for this company uh, back in Chicago. They, uh, they decided to, they wanted to start making like gin, or not, not, not gin, uh, beer tea mixes. Sure. And they, uh, they wanted me to like give out samples at restaurants and stuff. Yes. But they never really uh, lined up with my schedule. So yeah. a crazy thing that happened though with this company is that they asked me for like my t-shirt size. Right. I was like, I'm a medium. And uh, they're like, yeah, we'll send you like, a, you know, three shirts or something like that so that you can wear them when you're, you know, doing the, uh, yeah. you know, the samplings and stuff. Logical transaction. And they sent me over 200 shirts mm. from sizes small <laughs> all the way to extra large. So something must have happened yeah. where they had meant to send me just three of the shirts, but instead they sent me their entire order. They did. That and is never, absurd. They never contacted me about it, so oh, no. those shirts are just yes. been thrown away. So they they think that they went to the market. In reality, <laughs> only three of them really did. So that's on you. So uh, I'm trying to give back to them now by uh, mm. enjoying one of their cocktail mixers, which is you know good. Like I said, sweet. Uh, I was wondering, mm. are do you are you a fan of gin and cocktails? Uh, where, where do you stand on on the on the story of gin. I am a fan of gin. Gin being an alcohol and alcohol being something that I like. Um, I have consumed and enjoyed it. I actually, one of my favorite cocktails is a Negroni, which oh, okay. is like a classic Campari uh, gin, some other stuff combination. Uh, just like a nice bitter, it's sort of sweet, really delicious. I've actually been having it more often with mezcal. so like that smoky tequila oh, instead okay. of gin. But every so often I will go back to the old the old gin. I am famously one of really the only person in like my 15, you know, friend group out wow, of college. 15 friends. 15 wow, so friends popular. out of college. Um, that was Christ. a little bit of a brag. I just wanted to yeah. throw it out there. I am a, <laughs> a social butterfly, but I am the only one in that group who can tolerate gin, I guess. Oh, I really? Yes. All of my friends have thrown up drinking gin. I've always been like, gin is just vodka except better like i don't mm. i mean 
If people flour, can do vodka, how come they cannot? How come they can't do gin? I think it's a mental block. You know, gin okay. is gin requires commitment mentally. Yeah, of course. To handle its or its earthy, flowery flavors. Totally, totally reasonable. Mm. Um, what is it about the, uh, the the Negroni that you enjoy so much? It's just it fits my flavor profile because it has it's boozy and it's sort of like got this bitter. You know, the Campari has like a bitterness that is quite nice. Um, it's a refreshing drink. It's like bright red too, so it's always sort of like fun to have in your hand. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, just the way that it sort of like highlights the booze, like it's booze forward, right? And also offers like a bit of a bitterness, uh, which is usually what I'm looking for. Like I don't really like anything sweet. Yeah. And like the Campari sweetness really dissolves quickly. So I don't yeah. know. I've all I just always like that drink. I don't even know how I like got into it, but um, it's super refreshing. I feel like I have it in the summer and the winter. Yeah. Um, it's usually like a go-to for me. I do. I am a big advocate of how a drink looks in a glass. Of course, um, yeah. Even like, even like when I'm working at the bar, when we have like specialties, you know, some of the fun beers that are like our sours, for example, or we have this one beer that's like a saison with cranberries and spruce tips, and it like looks like bright mm. pink almost. Yeah. And, uh, and 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 to see that glass, it's almost like people are always like. Like you know, people will see that in the bar and be like, "What is that? Like, I want, I want to try that. It looks, it, it doesn't look like beer, but it's, you know, it's beer, and it's, um, I, I think that that's something that's very pleasing to the eye. I think is uh, can actually be quite a game changer. Yeah. So in, in like the Sex in the City spinoff that I pretend my life is, the Negroni uh-huh. is like my cosmopolitan. Very cool. I'm just sort of cool. like shaking it at the sexy Chicago bars and looking for. Would you? Uh, what did you think of that Stella Artois commercial that the Super Bowl had? With Jeff Bridges? Yeah. Who was the other person that was it? It was Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, from Sex and the City. You know, it's always nice to see Sarah. Okay. Jeff is sort of a, you know. He was there. Yeah. Really? I felt the opposite way. That's very interesting. He, I feel like I just watched him give some crazy acceptance. Wasn't that the Golden Globes that he like just rambled about shit for like he does 15 do minutes? Yeah. Yes. He does do that. Um, all in all, it was a commercial, and it did not make me want to buy their product anymore. So, mm, sorry. It's dumb. All right. Yes, uh, so today I do, if we're going to talk about, you know, spinoffs, the spinoff yes. of Genoff, yes. uh, I think it'd be, uh, since we're here, I mean, you, I, I saw you here in Boston. And I want to thank you for joining me. Yes. Uh, I didn't. What are you doing here, by the way? Yeah, uh, I am here for a national uh, psychiatry convention. That's super cool. I mm-hmm. love that. All um, the Frasier I've been watching has made me want to become a psychiatrist. Oh, I see. Yeah, because so. I I, it would be great for us to talk a little bit about Cheers and Frasier and kind yeah. of Frasier, how it was a spinoff uh, from Cheers. Of course. Cheers, as people well know, was a show that takes place in a bar. Uh, you know, starring a cast of characters that both work and pretty much live in this bar. Um, one of the characters I think appeared around season three uh, was Fraser Crane. He yeah. uh, was the psychiatrist of the love interest of Ted Danson. Uh, what was her Diane, name? Diane, baby. Diane, yes. So Fraser was uh, the psychiatrist uh, to Diane after she kind of went crazy. Um, you yes. know, we don't like to use that C word. But she has a, uh, a breakdown after her breakup with uh, Sam, Ted Danson's Correct. character. Yes. And then she starts dating her psychiatrist, which... Right. Is Frasier. Yes, is Frasier. Is also, also sort of creepy. Yeah, very unhealthy. Um, but, I mean, you can... Well, I'm not even going to comment. 
Fraser has okay. beautiful hair, and that's that's it. He shows he up does. in Cheers with a beautiful mane. It's it's a very interesting like that. Th- that's the intro to Cheer to, to Fraser as a character because he yeah. almost becomes the, the bad guy almost. Like because we're we've been cheering for Sam Malone to fall in love with Diane for over you know about two years now. Right. And the guy that gets in the way is Fraser Crane. And somehow this guy becomes a beloved character yeah. over the next nine seasons. Like the next yeah. nine years, he actually becomes a uh, almost super important character to Cheers. Yeah, he becomes like integral to the show and becomes so popular that basically he gets his own spinoff. Yeah, um, some of the important elements uh, that happen to Fraser and Cheers are and, and add any if I forget, but really the, the big ones are he gets married to, to Lilith. Classic Lilith. They uh, yes, and, and and you know, there's conversations there. She gets pregnant. Yeah. Um she cheats on him. She does. Uh, and he almost has like for me is very emotional episodes, you know, episode block where he, you know, finds out about this and, and she wants to break up the marriage. And they try to make it work, but it doesn't work. And, and he almost is, like, thinking about committing suicide. Uh, they take it very, they, you know, kind of a little bit lightly, but it's still a very heavy topic altogether. As Cheers um, was, was wont to do, they would try to tackle um, what they thought were heavy topics in society. So they were never afraid to, like, kind of yeah. show, I guess, some of the hardship or consequences that can come with that. Yeah, I remember the episode where Carla's uh, husband died also. That was like a super emotional episode. Yes, it really totally. kind of just came out of nowhere, and yeah. uh, and it was crazy to see this character that we've seen act. She was like the, really the tough, the tough character of yeah. the whole group. Yeah. Um, really, kind of have to deal with this situation that um, not only I think inspired people to uh, embrace their emotions, but also showed you that even the strongest of people can can have fall on hard times. You know. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it was really kind of beautiful at times. I really enjoyed uh, a lot of some oh, of those yeah. emotional arcs when they took the risks. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's why, like, Cheers was so successful. And, I mean, in part, it's just sort of like that community feeling. It's like, what, the the first of the, like, hangout-type shows that permeate yeah. TV now, where it's just like, well, I was going to hang out in a bar and sort of get into shenanigans. And, right. Um, but, yeah, they always brought emotion into it, and they were, like, definitely... That was a huge thing that I noticed, like, revisiting Cheers. I had seen it before... In the past, just sort of like putting it on the background, something easy. And after like paying attention to it really, I was like, wow, this show was not afraid to go to some like heavy places and bring the emotion in. And honestly, that's something I think that Frasier started to do really well as well. Like try to focus on the emotional impact of relationships. Yes, uh, absolutely. Which is another reason why I think that show was super successful. Well, and Fraser had the added benefit of being a psychiatrist, uh, his brother also uh, being one, and... Crane Bros. And so they really, they, they were able to dive into those kind of dynamics together. Yeah. Um, and, and really kind of highlight it, which was really beautiful. So uh, essentially what happens at the end of Cheers is uh, Fraser gets a divorce again, mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, official this time from Lilith. Uh, he moves to Seattle to live closer to his family, his brother, and his father, who uh, we had initially heard in Cheers his father was dead, yeah. <laughs> which, uh, you know, who knows if it was... It, it did lead up to a very funny joke later on when uh, Sam Malone would come to Seattle yes, and, and was on, Seattle. Uh, on Cheers. He was like, you told, you told me your dad was dead. And, you know, there's a funny joke about, you know, how he's like, oh, you know, I just wanted you to think that or something like that. Uh, 
Yeah, he but, got into uh, a fight with his dad. It's like they basically yeah. retcon it. I mean, that's right, the writers, exactly. yeah. So it was kind of a, a writer's mistake that they acknowledged and and made it work, you know what I mean? Which was very interesting and cool, I think. Do you know what uh, they wanted Frasier to be originally? Like the spinoff? No, what was it? So Kelsey Grammer and the the ultimate, the people who would go on to be like the writers of, of what Frasier is and was, yeah. decided that they wanted to have a, you know, a show that would basically star Kelsey Grammer. They yeah. didn't exactly want it to be a spinoff of the Frasier character. They oh, were going right. to make Kelsey Grammer um, like a paraplegic millionaire oh, no. who was working from his Seattle apartment. And the main conflict was going to be that of like his highbrow sensibility uh, and the lowbrow sensibility of his like live in caretaker who they wanted to be like a Hispanic woman. And that was their original idea. For the Kelsey Grammer spinoff, and the studio was basically like, "No, you're gonna make a Frasier show," yeah. and they kind of reluctantly went with that idea. So they didn't That's even want to do it. Yeah, Kelsey and the writers like didn't want to kind of continue to be Frasier. He was right. hesitant to just like continue to be the the character, and that's actually why it's set in Seattle is because the writers wanted to be as far away from Boston as possible. Oh yeah. Okay. So the studio wouldn't like force them to keep bringing on the characters from cheers and sort of make it like too close to cheers. No. And and I don't think it was, I think that the really, the character grows so much in, in Frasier. He, he changes so much over the years. Yeah. And it really is, is kind of wonderful to see. Um, just especially, I remember there's one episode where even Woody comes back and and they sort of they're they're having a conversation and and it's they have a really good night out together and they're talking about all the old times and and once it's over Fraser is just exhausted he's like we had nothing to talk about after the first you know three hours there was there was nothing else for us that we just we we're not we're not close you know what I mean if we're not yeah. forced to be together in a bar we're really we have nothing in common and it's this episode about how they both feel that way and they both have to come to this sort of realization that they can be friends. They don't have to be friend, like you know, constantly be trying right. to be these nice people to each other. They can just go, you know, we we had a great time in, in the past life, but I don't think that we're meant to be together. And it, I think it, that says a lot about who Fraser is, and it says a lot about uh, the person he's willing to be for people. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean the character is so. I think is just so. Fa- I don't know why I want to say fascinating. I mean, it feels like it's sort of redundant at this point. This is obviously an old show, but. Yeah. It is a great character because he is so intelligent that, like, they can easily transition into, like, those real emotional moments, especially with his dad and his brother. Like, you can get some really nice moments, some reconciliation, you know, um, ruminations on family and sort of, like, the importance of closeness and and all of that, right? But then he's also, like, so ridiculous that you get, like, these crazy jokes and this ridiculous banter. And it's, like, I noticed that a lot of times, like, yes, I was laughing at, some of the shows like great humor. They have like a lot of good physical humor. They, it's very funny. Sometimes I was just laughing at stuff that they said that I had no idea like what it meant at all. It yeah. just was like these doofy words that they're obviously like trying to insult each other with. And yeah. um, like, what's the one? It was like Copernicus. You're not the center of the universe. I was like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, it doesn't. There's a, there's a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, there really is. But even even Cheers was very much about like just like friends making fun of each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, like just, totally. And the, and, and the, one of my favorite parts about Cheers even is that uh, they would like laugh at their own jokes. 
It's not a lot yeah. of time. Like sometimes, like you watch I Friends, and and Chandler like makes a joke, and no one really laughs at it except for the audience. But in Cheers, Norm would make a joke, making fun of Cliff or something like that, and everyone would kind of laugh. Cliff would giggle, you know. What I mean? yeah. like, you know, maybe not Cliff would giggle, but Norm would, and stuff like that. And, and they were friends, you know what I mean? It was it, yep. it was kind of nice, and I think they kind of continue that a little bit in Frasier. However, it's much different now because you're, you're talking to people with different intellects. You know what I mean? So oh, it's totally. Not this, it's not these guys hanging out in a in a bar. It's these you know two yes. you know high class Seattle yeah. brothers and, no, and they're, yeah. So uh, I I think so. I want to mention this. My one of my favorite growth for Fraser uh, is for me at least the idea of the divorce with Lilith and sort of yeah. what happens there because I I really kind of fell in love with Fraser and Lilith throughout the series of Cheers. Uh, they were an odd couple, but they, they really kind of tried to make it work the best that they could. And it was a really honest, I thought, example of love, exa- you know, example sure. of marriage, where there, it's not always easy. Uh, and and it's, no. it's very tough sometimes. And so it really was almost like this, when he left, it became, you know, they both became different people. Lilith became a different person and started Frasier. And, and even more mistakes would happen between the two of them. Lilith yeah. at one point sleeps with Niles. And you know other things like that happen. You know what I mean? So it's they still kind of yeah. the story. I think of the divorce and and raising a child together. I think that was really kind of beautiful. I don't know if we've really seen something quite like that in a sitcom on television. I think other maybe yeah. shows have taken care of it, like a sitcom, like multi-camera. Yeah. I think really that they really kind of nailed something very special there. Yeah, it seems like the core of Frasier. Like even I mean, you obviously have the family stuff, but I feel like a huge part of the show is sort of like their mishaps in love and relationship like again they're not afraid to always bring up the fact like he is divorced and he's like kind of a psychiatrist he's getting older he's like very self-aware um i love lilith she's like one of my favorite characters every time she shows up you know the episode is going to get like completely out of control yeah uh and just that actress whose name i can't i'm gonna have to look it up right now yeah i don't yeah i just love the way that she plays that character i mean it's just like such a fun because you're like, he, they're always sort of like um, making jokes at her expense when she's not around. And yeah. uh, and then she comes through and you're like, oh, yeah, like that it would totally be his ex-wife. Yeah, she plays it perfectly. Like very like, bro, like, you know, it's they because they, they do. They talk about her so much that you're and you're almost like, don't believe that someone could be that way. And then she acts that way. You know what I mean? She does. She really you're like, oh, yeah, they're absolutely right. She's like very robotic, very almost like an alien yeah. kind of creature. You're like, yeah, all right. I get that. I get why you guys are so scared of her all the time. I know that first episode that they bring her in um, is just fantastic. Just the way that, like, Niles is sort of afraid of her. Yeah. Um, and is being, like, really cold to her. And then she just, like, apologizes for something she did a super long time ago in, like, this really dismissive way. Like, she's obviously not being sincere. And yeah. he just, like, is sobbing, like, with uh, happiness that he's getting that apology. And As far as this being a spinoff goes, was it a good spinoff? I honestly think it's a great spinoff. I mean, Frasier, I feel like it still holds like a ton of weight in our culture right now. I feel like, I mean, there have been countless articles about Frasier being like the perfect millennial Netflix show that it's like the dulcet tones and low stakes of Frasier, like put people to sleep and can calm you down or like a nice escape. And um, I feel like as its own show, it almost permeates our culture maybe more than Cheers. Yeah. It definitely sometimes feels less dated. Like early Cheers episodes, especially sort of at the beginning of where Frasier is introduced, are kind of odd. Like some of the stuff yeah. is. Sam it, Malone is maybe one of the worst characters 
in all television. Yeah. Just the way that he treats women uh, yeah. is, is dis- literally disgusting. Yes, it is hard to look at some of that stuff now. I mean, it's like you have to try to, you know, watch it within the context of like the time that it was made in. But yeah. I feel like Frasier holds up in a way that is somewhat unique. Like the character, they, they always are... Um, like, the characters take themselves seriously, but the show is all about, like, making fun of them and bringing them down. So it's, like, right. not self-serious enough where it would be, like, inaccessible. Even some of, like, I guess just, like, focusing on a brother and father relationship, too, is, like, that's always going to be relevant to today. Um, yeah, and even oh, some sure. of those, yeah, like, Roz is such a cool character. Yeah. Um, just, like, the, especially early, like, they're always making fun of her, uh, for her like sexual escapades which is not that great but the fact that she like doesn't even care she's like so sex positive she's like such a fun character yeah she's such a fun character to look at so as far as a spinoff i mean i think that they did a good job sort of like taking it to a whole nother place yeah and it is interesting it's like they didn't even want to do the spinoff so it's sort of like they weren't too precious about that early material, oh, like even we yeah, talked okay. about, yeah, like so even. Do you think that was a big part of it? I think it helps make it its own thing. Yeah. Because like even we were saying before, um, the dad he said the dad was dead, right? In mm-hmm. Cheers, and they yeah. were just like, whatever, we'll just retcon it with like a one-line thing. And yeah. They don't even really care that they get it right. Like they just are interested in doing what they want with Fraser. Even. Um, he never had a brother in Cheers. He never brought up that he has a brother. Right. They didn't even think they wanted him to have a brother. And then someone just brought up that David Hyde Pierce looks like Fre- like um, Kelsey sure. Grammer. <laughs> and they're like, fine, let's cast him. He has a brother now. It just feels like they were so focused on Frasier as a show that like the Cheers stuff is so... like They, they start glittering it like throughout the later seasons too, I think, because they become more open to the idea. But yeah. I think it really allows the show to like live on its own. So I feel like it's a good spinoff and that you get kind of what you want out of the old character. And obviously he changes and grows and you're, yeah. you're able to see him become somebody maybe a little bit different than he was the first time on Cheers. Um, yeah. But it, it, it really has like room to be its own thing. So Yeah, that's nice. I, I like that idea of a spinoff being its own thing. I think so many times I think about a spinoff and I need it to be almost like a sequel. Um, yeah. And I think it being its own thing is actually a very important part of, of a good quality spinoff. It's not that it has to be continuing every single aspect, but it needs to take aspects or even a character and, and become its own thing. I did uh, have a quick interview with uh, the man that played Cliff Clavin, uh, John Ratzenberger. Okay. Uh, and we're going to cut to that really fast. Sure. And uh, we'll be right back. BRB. How's it going so far? I'm happy with it. I mean, I like talking about this show. It's pretty cool. Um, So I can't get it to play, but um, if you could just say something like, sounds really, that was really a cool interview or something like that. All right, tell me. All right. Just go ahead whenever you're ready. Yeah, those are some very insightful words. I really enjoyed that interview clip. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, of course, man. What was your favorite part? Um, The part where he was talking... (laughs) When he was speaking English words, I really liked it. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. I like that, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the idea of what he said about the Boston accent and, and mm-hmm. how that's kind of 
you know, carried over with him over all these yeah. years. Uh, that's just, I mean, obviously the, the, the words part was also really yeah. great, but to each, to each their own. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do, I do want to just a, a quick minute here. Talk about the Frasier theme song mm -hmm. because yeah, this is very important. I, I guess, I mean, isn't it, it to me, it's very fascinating. Um, one, it's the fact that it's, uh, uh, Kelsey Grammer singing the, the theme song on, in his, you know, dulcet tones. Mm -hmm. Um, but also the the, the lyrics. Um, I, there's a website here that even kind of breaks it down a yeah. little bit and talks about, you know, like, so, you know, the first line is, hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, which is uh, referring to the patients yep. uh, of Frasier calling into his radio yep. show. The troubled listeners. Yes, exactly. The, you know, the blues are mm -hmm. calling. Uh, but maybe I seem a bit confused. Says, you know, they say kind of say, like, that's like maybe uh, Frasier's personality was a little bit confused about who he was becoming, who he yep. was. Um, but, and he says, but maybe I got you pegged and Frazier understands these people and he's trying to help them, uh, when they call in and stuff like that. And then he says, but I don't know what to do with these tossed salad, uh, tossed salads mm -hmm. and scrambled eggs. And it's kind of like this idea of like, uh -huh. Hey, uh, you got to deal with these kind of toss, you know, toss these people who are calling me or tossed salad and scrambled eggs. They're, you know, they're all mixed up and they're calling yeah. again. You know what I mean? Yes. I think it's hilarious because for the, I mean, I used to watch the show. And it's later seasons with my family. Like a lot of my early TV stuff is just like me sitting with my parents, like watching whatever they like. And just thinking like, yeah, this is some like hilarious nonsense song. And to right, see that exactly. it was... Yeah. It doesn't seem like it makes any no, sense. No, and then to see that like he, um, the composer, which whose name I think is Bruce Miller. Um, Correct. Yeah, yes. I think so. Yeah. So he like actually wrote, they were like, we don't want you to to be like super direct so he kind of comes up with this song that is like cute and funny and almost sounds like a little broadway diddle and it like genuinely yeah. sort of sums up the show in like six lines or something i don't know it's hilarious yeah. i love it yeah let's talk about uh the future of fraser fraser uh, uh um kelsey Grammer has recently uh been on tv obviously he has a new fox show um that he's sort of going around advertising what's and people keep show? bringing Wait, what's up his new show he does. He have a, he's got a. I forget what the Fox show that. Oh, Proven that Innocent. I just looked it up. Yes. Oh my god! Yes. I don't know anything about this? But so he's been on t, you know, uh, on late night shows and stuff like that, talking about uh, maybe a reboot of, yes. of Frasier. And I want to know uh, what your thoughts on that would be, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it's it is interesting. I've spent some time reading about it um, in preparation of this podcast. I mean, he's been talking about it forever for the last couple of years. He's talked about a reboot, said he like didn't like any of the ideas that have been pitched to him, um, just like seemed against it, right? Like he seemed he didn't want to do it. And all of a sudden now he's like talking about it's happening. Like there are developments. We're working on it. It's something that like is genuinely going to exist soon. Uh, and it's yeah. I just think it's interesting and maybe it's like it's the next step in his career, I guess. But he was even saying yeah. recently... He said, oh, like, Frasier is on Netflix right now. And I think he said it's, yeah. like, it's always in the top ten of, you know, shows watched on Netflix. Which is, can't be true because Netflix doesn't release its viewership. So Also, there's no way. There's, there's just no I way. I could see it, man. It's like... Um, I don't. Unless it's, like, the top ten of sitcoms from the <laughs> 90s that are spinoffs. Unless, like, the category is that, like... Granular, you know, uh, yeah. Specific. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. There's not much else on Netflix that gets people um, as hot and bothers as Frasier. But whatever. Sure, um, yeah, they are genuinely... He's talking like it's going to happen. 
it seems like he's sort of like willing the Netflix deal into existence. Um, right. And yeah, he really wants it to be. On I Netflix. think he just wants it. Period. Now, I think it's just for him. Maybe okay. the next thing in his career, it's like maybe he's probably feeling maybe it's like the next best move. But yeah. I would be open to it. This... I'd be fine with it. Okay, yeah, that's what I want yeah. to ask. Yeah, would it ruin? What if it's really bad? Like, what oh, if? I don't care. Um, Are there any possibilities that you would be upset by? I mean, what's nice about a show like Frasier is it exists in such a period of time that you can very easily remove it from anything else, right? So even if they were, do, like, were to do a reboot or whatever, and I think he was even describing it as sort of like, instead of picking up where they left off, sort of having it be like the next act of Frasier, so maybe they'd be sure. in Chicago, like which is where he, I think he moved at the end of Frasier. Um, yeah. Which I, I mean, I'm into it, and I'm, I'm fine to see them try. But even if it sucks, and they like, I don't know, they do like some stupid character changes or recons, I tend to not get too precious about what that means for the old series. Because even thinking about it, like it would look so different if it was filmed now. Obviously, like there'd just be such a dissonance. It'd be hard to even marry like original Fraser with whatever they're gonna make in the future. So. Yeah. Give it a shot. Like I would love to see David Hyde Pierce and like some of these other people even more than I would want to see yeah. Kelsey because I feel like I see Kelsey in dumb shit all the time. Yeah, um, I need to see more David Hyde Pierce. Yeah, exactly. So I'd watch it for them. Um, maybe if they could capture like some of the old, you know, like highbrow lowbrow combination, I'd be there for it. I think the one thing that would suck is if they like tried to make it super serious. You know, like. Let's really okay. explore the ramifications of Fraser as a therapist and let's get into this stuff. I mean, like, I guess maybe there is an avenue for something interesting there, but. So I talked about um, the Gilmore Girls uh, with uh, my good friend Adam. Yes. And one of the great things that the Gilmore Girls sort of uh, reboot sort of did was uh, one of the uh, Lorelai's father uh, passed away. Uh, the actual actor did. And so they yeah. have to address that in the show. Um, obviously, uh, John Mahoney is no longer with us. Yes. Uh, and I think that they, w- they would have to deal with that in the show. Yeah, of um, course. And I think that that could be, again, very moving. Like sort of the death, it, it would almost symbolize this, like you said, like a new act for Frasier. Like yeah. the death of that father, the death of that relationship, um, and, and having to grow from there. Um, so I, I think there are definitely... And there's, a, there's a, a huge, I think, opportunity for something really wonderful and some really wonderful storytelling to happen yeah. with a Frasier reboot. Um, will they do it correctly? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm here for it. I would I would sit down and watch that without a doubt. And if I hated it, then I would just go back and watch freaking young Carrie Gilpin. Carrie Gilpin. I can't even say her name. Wow. Um, rise. Oh, and I would yeah. be fine with it, you know. Yeah. Do it, Kelsey. Frickin' do it. Uh, Janoff is a podcast brought to you by me, Nicholas Margellos. I'm also the host and editor of this pro- uh, program. You can find Janoff and many of my other podcast endeavors at soundcloud.com slash Brothers. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, you name it. Um, if you want to send us a review, I would love that. You can also find me on the interwebs at Nick Margellos on Twitter and Instagram. I want to say one more time thank you to Dalen uh, for being my co-host on today's episode. I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, don't forget to keep your gin up. Keep that gin up, listeners. Should we um, yeah. Should we end with a song? 
Yeah, we can play it. Should we sing it? Oh, okay, let's do it. I don't know the let's words. Let's see if... Yeah, I'm gonna... Well, I... <laughs> Listen. You ready? <laughs> okay, let's go. Yeah, all yeah, right, I'm ready. No. <laughs> you went so breathy. Now I'm gonna have to match that. You have oh, to. God. You have to. Okay. Hey, baby, I hear the blues, blues are calling. Tall salad and scrambled eggs. Mercy, <laughs> But maybe, maybe I seem a bit confused. confused. We're doing it super slow, which is yeah, great. I don't know I like why that. we're doing it so slow. I'm trying to like match you. I think our audio is <laughs> a little off. I like it though, but we gotta keep going. Yeah. But baby, I, I got, got you pegged. <laughs> but I, oh yeah, <laughs> I gotta do the laughs. I'm not even doing the laughs. <laughs> Come on, man. But I don't know what to do, do with, with those, those salads salad and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Boom, boom, boom. That's fun. Right. And we can, yeah. I can, we'll we'll find some video of us like doing a puzzle together and, and we'll have that audio <laughs> on in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. As, as this episode closes out. Uh...